Hey, welcome to the Estonian Experience with Stu and Jay here in the beautiful Richter Studio in downtown Tallinn. I am Stuart and... I'm Jason. Thank you guys for joining us one more time. I'm so sorry for whatever is going to happen today. We have a special guest. This is actually a personal friend of mine. I've known him for a couple of weeks now. Uh, <laughs> all together, I would like to welcome uh, the best American bassist who never gives concerts in Estonia, Justin Petrona. <laughs> welcome, hi, Justin. Justin. <laughs> He's going to say hi in a musical way, I have a feeling. Oh, shit. That's bassist for hello. Hello. <laughs> hello, Justin. How's it, go how's it going? I guess it's... Oh. I guess it's going fine. It's going fine. Your gas is going fine. So you, you, you talk a lot more when you write than when you speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, okay. it's totally screwed up my communication style. Yeah. I, and even when I communicate with people, I, I start to like compose paragraphs. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I was going to say, Justin, who the hell are you? I mean, how, how would we, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just met you a few minutes, I don't know, an hour or two ago. So tell us who are you and what the hell are you doing in this country? How would oh, people know you? How, how do I? They no, no, no. Who the hell are you? What the hell am I? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question. Like, uh, what is a person? Is it, Are they defined by by what they do for a living? Or how they make uh, money? How do you define yourself? Well, I always tell my friend in New York that in Estonia or in Europe, you can write one poem. And, and be then, a writer. And then claim to be a poet. And even apply for, like, um, state support on the merits of that that one poem. And be like, you know, and then, and then when you appear in the newspaper, they'll be like, you know, Stuart Johnson poet damn you know and he only has one poem but maybe it's really good and uh, i guess uh and then you can using that money that state support you can actually learn how to write poetry yeah, yeah, yeah. over that. time you know you can you can get improve your craft yeah so, so it's, like a, it's like a self-created problem so how many poems have you written well you know i have a, it's a good question i know nothing about poetry so um <laughs> I you know I think of it more like uh, free prose rather than a po poetry. I, I would hate that. Even if they called me a poet, I would never accept that title. It just sounds so not pretentious, but like it, it sounds like someone that's doomed to commit suicide. <laughs> You'd only accept that title if they added laureate at the end. Yeah, it's just like you know, you're a poet, just like all those other miserable people from history who or weren't happy. Or half Estonian people, right? <laughs> well, that's why there's so many poets in Estonia, that's right? right? And they're quite they're quite good. <laughs> They're quite good. Uh, that's, that's why they're also internationally famous. You have to have to hear these stories about you know you know you know so, you know famous uh, literary figures. They're just horrible. You know. Oh yeah, you know they're like half schizo and like you know disappear for a while into the forest and their bodies are found. And where do you live? <laughs> but even like this Christian, this Christian Jak Peterson, this sort of national hero, you know, he used to walk, you know, all the way to Riga because he was so poor or just he just liked to do it. You know, this is kind of like built in suffering. He's a guy who died from man flu. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was like 21 years old and he, and you know, they, oh, but this question was about me, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, but in Estonian language, uh, they call you a Kirjanik, which sounds like really pretentious. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a writer, a man of letters. But uh, I, I call myself Kiryutaya, which is like an American writer, because that's all I'm doing all the time. Writing. Know? Yeah, yeah, for for whatever purpose. That's what I you know wound up doing. So what is it, like books or? Uh, well, if you write enough, then your work can be compiled into a book. Okay, so that's why you're. That's why people in the world will know you. I, as. People in the world depends who they are. Yeah. Estonians. Estonians would know me as as an author, and I have a kind of like, uh, you know, cult of personality. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, and Hemingway started the same way, and he also wrote about Estonians. Eston, Estonians. Estonians. Well, That's it's how he just, uh, it. yeah, yeah, and it's weird too because, uh, like, I heard this story about um, a sort of Estonian um, 
celebrity, Kronika personality. But you know, you can't make money off of being a Kronika. So, you know, she was working as a real estate agent or something like that and, you know, showing people houses and, you know, how weird is it to do that? And it's the same with me. You know, I'm working as a journalist to, you know, support myself and my family. So, you know, mean, somebody I just, employs you? Various people employ me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just shit. like, yes, you know, disregard everything that you've heard about my personal life. You know, let's just do the job. You know, I'm just a you know, person. But I guess in Estonia, everyone is sort of, you know, has that kind of lack of anonymity. So... Yeah, I don't care. What, what, what's the biggest thing that you were known for here in Estonia? I'm talking about one specific book that started it all. Oh, the Mino Eesti book. Mino Eesti, my Estonia. Yeah. What year did that come out? It came out in November 2009. 2009? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that was the beginning of Print. No, no, Patrona Print started in 2007. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, it started... It, Ep, I think Ep did an interview with Tina or something. And Ep is... We know, but other people might not know. Yeah, yeah, Ep did the interview with... Ep is the mother of my children. And she did the, in, she I think she interviewed Tina Tamerk, and somehow, um, you know, out of that dialogue between the two of them, they created the company. I remember when the book came out. I, I was actually already here, and uh, I read it with my wife. I think the version in Estonian came out first, if I if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think I think there was a delay in English. Yeah, we read it, and I was like. Fuck! This guy is like telling my my life story in this country because every single little thing that you actually mentioned has yeah. already happened to me within the first year being here. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite interesting to 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 you know to see that everybody's going through the same. I would not say the same shit, but the same experience. I will say the, yeah, yeah. the same Estonian experience. No, I think Stu had a different experience. So you though. also met uh, an Estonian woman in Finland. Is that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you always that's where most that's where most foreign men meet Estonian women. No, outside mine, of Estonia. Was, mine was in New York for sure. But that's, okay, that's the reason go. I came here for that. Uh, New York, Finland. It was uh, same yeah, shit. I mean, I couldn't write the book again ever because it's just all written through, you know, your first impressions. And then once you go deep culture, then you can't you can't write that kind of book. You know, when you're dealing with like Buruma uh, workers, Dermahead. You know, that's a whole other level, and it's very, it's very hard to express that experience to someone like from New York. You know, oh, I had to deal with these seto tupid. You know, <laughs> like it's you just can't ever really discuss those kinds of things with people. They just wouldn't get it. You know, I was in the soitu sauna, I was in the smoke sauna with a bunch of seto. The and fuck? they blocked the floor ventilation hole with sand. Yeah, can you people believe like, that? What the hell are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the traditional seto like, function. Who, so, who who does that? You know? So you came from Finland to Estonia. That's what it was. So you were you came from uh, the states before? No, no, no. I am. Um, so I was born on Long Island in New York. I'm and, so sorry about that. I, and nobody's perfect. I lived I lived there <laughs> until I was 18, uh, and then I went to Washington D.C. I studied at George Washington University, uh, which is like. Way, way downtown, right near um, the White House and the World Bank. You know, you sort of like venture off the wrong street and there's security pizza, guards there's somewhere. There's a pizzeria with no basement. There, there's stuff like, well, <laughs> um, for example, we had these, we had massive protests there while I was there. And I remember going out and there were, you know, helicopters above. And I would, I saw these like little black men on top of some of the, you know, federal buildings with with guns, you know, snipers, just in case. And yeah, you get this feeling like if you if you sneeze on the wrong bush, you know, someone's going to come out of there. And you, you know, you're so President Bush was the, the president then? Mm, yeah, that's no. what he sneeze on the wrong bush. Clinton. <laughs> was, you have to sneeze on Barbara. That was Clinton. <laughs> oh, Clinton was also sneezing in the wrong bush. Yeah, he was. In fact, when we got there, uh, it was during like the whole Lewinsky scandal. And, you know, there were all these jokes about cigars 
Poor someone, Monica. You know, <laughs> the, the joke was, is cigar a verb? <laughs> yeah. Was she cigared? You know, can you, it was it was disgusting. I mean, um, I remember I went to my friend's, you know, first time I went to my friend's, um, oh, sorry, dorm room. And uh, he had a picture of, like, you know, Monica Lewinsky on the door with what looked like, you know, milk all over her face. <laughs> Got milk? milk. Ah, yeah. good and one. And that's what it <laughs> said. And I knocked on the door, speaking of, you know, dorm rooms, and then I heard, oh, shit. And then I heard a toilet flush, and I heard the aerosol can going in the background, and I walked in, and they were all sitting at their desks like they were doing their work, you know? <laughs> because they, they started to come, you know, really crack down on, like, you know, any kind of drugs on campus. You get caught with, you know, um, a joint, and they, they throw you off. They throw you out. So, I mean, they, people were going around doing, you know, inspecting stuff like that, especially if they... So, you know, I went to school there at D.C., and, uh, yeah, it was intense. The helicopter, like that experience, just from that experience, I thought, like, imagine being in, um, the you know, Vietnam, Vietnam or, or, you know, some like, you know, that was t two days in my life. Imagine that, like, every day for yeah. two years. No wonder these people come back, like, shell shocked from these experiences. And then I, uh, I applied, f I wanted to do a study abroad in Scandinavia, and uh, I applied. I went to, to Denmark, uh, can do Kirby. Yeah, yeah, and then um, then September 11th happened while I was in Denmark, and then I went back to the U.S. for like six months, and I thought I got to get the hell out of this place. I'm going back to Europe, and then I found a program in in Helsinki, and then I applied, and they they accepted me, and that's how I wound up in Helsinki. I wanted to go back to Copenhagen, you know, but there was like, okay, Helsinki, that sounds good to me. Wait, when, when were you in Copenhagen? When did you live there? Oh, one. Oh, okay. I was there in '99 for three months. Okay, I was there okay. from August '01 to December. Yeah, but he was 01. deported. It's different, so. Uh, no, I was <laughs> deported from Estonia, and so I went to Copenhagen. I was not deported from Denmark. <laughs> they threw you out. Yes, Estonia threw me out. Yeah. <laughs> the first time. The first time. The first yeah. time. Second time. But I kept tomorrow. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Second time will be tomorrow after the podcast. The but, uh, but okay. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I mean, at first, I at first I I didn't like being in Denmark. I mean, it, I had some culture shock because, uh, you know, I, I remember I stepped out of the, you know, up, mm, university building and this sort of double-decker bus get, went by, you know, and there were all these, like, girls in bikinis dancing on the top of this double-decker bus. And it was freezing out, you know. And they are, like, you know, the whitest women you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and I thought, this place is really fucking weird. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but, it, you know, I just had never seen... I was used to, you know, the U.S. with the bus going by, and the guy's like, you will go to hell if you do not accept, you know, Jesus as your personal savior. Yeah. There was this bus that used to drive around campus, you know, seen in fornication, <laughs> you know. And then, there were, and then there were all different troops of, you know... Uh, proselytizers, or the Jews for Jesus, and you know they're just people just stop you and be like, you know, who do you think Jesus was? You know, so that's like my experience of like the, the or or there were like the socialists or whatever. My experience of like this like very politicized American school campus, and then I wound up in Denmark, and the first thing I see is like a bunch of chicks go by, you know, half naked <laughs> dancing on the top of a you know a bus. I went to this party in Roskilde, and they were there was oh God, they were like there was like. You know, pagans basically. There were all these like naked chicks and, and guys dancing to this horrible disco beat. So I think we picked we pick the wrong country, man, to move. No, we picked the right country because uh, they're <laughs> but, not even pagans here. They might say that they're pagans. <laughs> but but uh, I, you know. I remember I was coming down that path in Roskilde and there was just a pig's head lying in the middle of the path. Uh, they had like. Why? I have no idea. 
it was like so depraved. <laughs> the whole experience, like the whole, that was like my introduction to, you know, Bukhya Malas, it was like, you know, oh, fuck it, you know, just throw a pig's head in the middle of it. What, 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 you, okay, so you first came to Estonia in 2002, was it? So this was 2001 when I was in Denmark, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but so, what I was saying is at some point I got used to that and it became normal to me to be around all these sort of like, you know, blonde people who, you know, didn't give a shit. And uh, and then to go back to the U.S. where they're talking about like uh, the axis of evil, and I'm like, fuck, are we going against? You know, he named Iran, North Korea, and Iraq. So I'm thinking, okay, first we do Iraq, and then we have to do. You know, I was 22 years old, so I was like, wait, no, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean, obviously there was like a, a very traumatic event, but the the speed with which it was politicized was. I mean, maybe there was like two weeks of of, of genuine mourning, followed by like, well, like, how can we spin this to? achieve our, you know, we were going to... Oh, yeah, anyway. I remember people telling me, oh, this is great, the country is galvanized. Uh, sorry that these 3,000 people died, but the country is galvanized. Yeah, that lasted a few days, a couple it, weeks. Yeah. And, and, then then it, uh, and then it was oh, like... Oh, you fucking libtards! And, yeah, come it's on, like, guys. you are on the side of Osama bin Laden if you don't vote for the Republican Party, you know. I mean, for, I mean, I was, I was, I lived in, uh, in uh, Weehawken at the time, and I, oh, so okay. I could see everything from the window of my apartment, you know, and uh, oh, I yeah. remember the smell of uh, of death, basically. That's yeah. the way I can describe it. Yeah. For weeks on yeah, after... Yeah, my friends have told me that. It was, I mean, I can still remember like if it was yesterday. Like putrefaction? Uh, it was more like a huge... Sorry, sorry gar, <laughs> for guys, for what I'm going to say, but it's like a huge barbecue going wrong. Yeah. It was like all kinds of smells, like fuel and, uh, you know, like burning things for... Weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and I can even describe. It I smell mean, like charred. It's probably the smell of war, then. Just the general yeah. smell of war. Uh, you know, and but I, what I was gonna say is that uh, people in New York didn't feel that way. They were very angry. There was there was a lot of anger. They was very angry about everything. But it wasn't more like it wasn't very political at the, at that time. Mm-hmm. At least for the first two or three months. Mm-hmm. Then it became very political after that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, for us, it was more like, you know, how can we help each other out? And it was a very uh, unique feeling of um, unity at that moment, you know, at least from New York City and, you know, mm-hmm. across the river from in New Jersey. That's what I experienced myself. So it's, it's kind of interesting yeah, yeah. that your point of view was that. Yeah, my brother was in Hoboken, New Jersey. So so he was he was there and I was sitting on a, a train in Copenhagen with a bunch of Danish people and Americans too. I mean, they all reacted differently. Some of them were very... Uh, pissed off and some of them act like nothing had happened it was bizarre yeah i was i was here in estonia and you know i i'd been here for two three years already two and a half something like that and people wouldn't even call me on my birthday to say happy birthday but suddenly like uh this happens and people i had met i don't know how they even got my number they're calling like hey man i just wanted to say i'm sorry but you know in estonia not not in english at that time and you know this actually made estonians speak it was kind of oh, weird. Okay. It's like tragedy or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I started thinking, like, maybe there are these whole communities in Estonia who had never spoken to each other until the country was invaded in 1940. Oh, okay. You know, that's that's what I started wondering. Like, you okay. know, there are historical things, like, you know, tragedy brings Estonians together or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So what made you, you know, coming, you said from Helsinki, what made you coming here? Was it uh, your spouse or girlfriend at the time? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your first ex- initial experience? Uh, you know, I know we can read it in your book, but I, initially, what was your first 5, 10, 15 <coughs> minutes in Estonia and you were like, okay. what the fuck? All right, so we went to the port in Helsinki. I, had, I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, I remember that this, the border guard, like, totally questioned her and searched through all of her stuff, you know. Well, he didn't search her, but, you know, he, he demanded all this, like, um, proof that she had been in Finland, you know, for a month's... Uh, this is leaving Finland. Leaving Finland, yeah. you know, for a month's time, you know, for legitimate purposes. Um, and, and you know, with me, they're like, uh-huh, blah, 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 you know, I got the stamp, no big deal. 
And that was, I mean, it wasn't shocking, but it was really kind of, um, I wouldn't say, you know, dehumanizing the way that they treated her when we went through. Then we got on the ship. There were a bunch of, like, you know, guys drinking beer. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, normal. which for me was, normal. <laughs> <laughs> was like, what? You know. <laughs> and uh, Bomb Funk MCs, who were some kind of like Finnish hip hop group, were on, the, were, yeah, were on the ferry with us. There's a ship with us. The actual band. Yeah, yeah, because oh, they cool. were they were traveling to to Tallinn for a show. So you know, we went through and they had their their equipment and stacks, and I think the guy had dreadlocks or something. Yeah, yeah. Rock the microphone. Cultural and, appropriation. And then we and then we came off, and the port area in Tallinn did not look anything like it looks today. It was it like was crappy. I a remember. war zone kind of, well, not even, just like depressed. If you're from the United States, it, it's sort of like what the mill towns in New England look like, sort of forlorn, broken down buildings. And there was one store, it was the Alcopos. Yeah. And there were a bunch of Finnish guys standing around it, drinking, you know. And, uh, At 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and there were there were also punk rock kids, which surprised me. You know, like, I, I remember I saw a kid with a mohawk. Nice. And I was like, what? what is... Yeah, but at that time, that what was making a comeback in the West anyhow. Yeah, it was, but it was kind of like, um, it gave me kind of a nostalgic feeling. I remember that. And, you know, of course, it's walked into the old town and I thought, like, um, I don't know. I really, I really loved the old town when I got to it. So you and I had both been in Western Europe before we came to Eastern Europe, and so let's see if that, if your uh, first impression is similar to mine. I thought that Western Europe was, you know, it's nice and all that, you know, mm -hmm. history and blah blah blah. But I felt really cramped everywhere I got. Eventually, I got used to it. Like the, I couldn't find a Coca-Cola larger than 25 centiliters. <laughs> you, you order a beer in a bar, it's, it's a quarter of a liter, mm -hmm. and you pay three or five euros for it. I'm just like, come on, guys, it's ridiculous. And then I get to Estonia, it's not so nice at all because you know it's because of the soviet legacy but things are so much cheaper and things were just larger there's more space so mm -hmm. i felt it was like a, but it wasn't too much it wasn't overkill like in the u.s okay and so i found eastern europe in general um because i traveled in poland and east germany and stuff yeah. as well i thought eastern europe in general was kind of more comfortable in a way not nicer at the okay. time because you didn't you didn't you didn't have a lot of the stuff, well i had been i had been to east berlin before that and i had been to prague mm -hmm. um prague is its own thing yeah i, I remember top. i remember buying I forget what we bought from some Algerian guy at the <laughs> bar. It might have been that. Yeah. I want to, you know, my memory is a little foggy here, but I really want to feel like he looked just like Yasser Arafat, you know, and he was just sort of <laughs> standing in the corner like, hey, you want to buy? And uh, you want I, have, to buy? I have very foggy memories of, of Prague, but they're nice memories. You, know? you were like, you want to buy something that came out right but on I, my ass? I went, uh, <laughs> I went to Checkpoint uh, Charlie. Charlie in Berlin, and I got like this, they were selling like Soviet, crap you know left you know i bought, I bought a little red because i had i had like pins from all the different countries i'd been to and i got this little soviet pin and i put it on my uh jacket and then when i got to prague i remember my friend was like you take that off right now you are going to get the shit kicked out of you if you, anyone sees you wearing that and, yeah because uh, to americans you know the soviet stuff was just you know it's like a sign of triumph or something yeah i was like i'm like a headhunter you know I, i've taken you know carpet bag yeah this is a <laughs> this is a souvenir trophy from you know our yeah, great yeah. victory over right, the soviets right. you know i take a, a little soviet pin and put it on my jacket yeah and, and like, then you go to the place where it actually occurred no, and these no, people no, have no, a very no, different no, idea no. of it especially yeah. in prague you know because they got crushed in the in the prague spring and um I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I never really put like Estonia and, and Czech in the same. You know, they were so far removed. You know, one was like uh, all the way up here, and the other one's all the way down there. <laughs> Even today, when I would fly, you know, or in, in recent years when I would fly through Prague, I always felt like I was, you know, entering some kind of different 
different. So you will think world. it's it's a better now than than, than what like, Estonia than Prague for them, you know Tallinn. Oh, I haven't been back Prague. to Prague since then, so I don't know what it's like there. I, I spent a week there in 1997. I have not been back since. Yeah, and it was it was nice then, but I remember um, I paid the equivalent of three dollars for a four course meal with two beers. Yeah. And 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 what was considered like a four or five star restaurant. It was it was good food too. Yeah. And the the final bill was three, four or five dollars, something like that. I that I, that's where I started to I um, develop more of an Italian identity because I got lost in Prague. Yeah, <laughs> I got lost in Prague. My friends and I went to like this department store. I said I'm gonna go, you know, to the toilet. Came back, they were gone. I looked everywhere for them. And they brought me there, you know, on a tram. So I had no idea where I was. This was 2001. Um, I didn't have like Google Maps or something on right, my phone. Right. And I'm screwed because I couldn't even remember where I was staying because my friend had brought me there. And I'm just wandering the streets of Prague like, what the fuck am I going to do? I don't even, you know, I don't know the names of the streets. Um, I don't remember where I'm staying. I remember what it looked like. And I found an Italian restaurant and it was like this... Like scusi signori. Um, no, it was like so comforting. I went inside. They got the music. They got this sort of like Christmas lights up. I'm like, oh, this place is like where I can get all my favorite food. And these people are nice because they're not Czech. They're Italians, you know. <laughs> and I, I really felt like, oh, you know, I'm sort of at home here. It's I like, like your I, timing with that. These people are nice because they're not Czech. <laughs> <laughs> but I really you know, like I really felt like, okay, these are sort of like, um, you know. Cosmal, I said, I don't know how to say it. Like, I, I'm safe here. I felt this feeling of safety. And then I just was wandering along and I saw a postcard on a stand that had, that looked like a street near where I was staying. And I found the, the name of the street from the back of the postcard and got a map of Prague and found the street on the map and walked home. My friend sitting in there in his room playing chess with <laughs> someone else. When I walk in, they're drinking, uh, it was a Staro Pramen. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he goes, oh, hey, what happened to you? The fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, talking about, you know, <laughs> this different feeling. Uh, in 2019, I went to Kharkiv in, in, in uh, the Ukraine. Okay. And, uh, you know, there's still... Yeah, that would be a good a good place to visit. Yeah. Dude, I, I'm telling you, I felt like I traveled in time about 30 or 40 years, uh, you know, back. I was like, everything there is still Soviet. Fucking cheap as hell. Okay. I stayed in the best. They still have like the little Lenins everywhere, you know. Some places they still do. Some yeah. and more, you know, closer to the border. Yeah. Uh, but they're like they're not really out. You know, you have to go to a certain place to see it. But uh, all the cars are really old Soviet cars, buses, uh, trucks, everything. Uh, I stayed in the best hotel in the freaking city, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I think my the fee was like thirty five euros on, uh, yeah. uh, per day or per night. Uh, the, Usually hotels charge per night. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, if it's day, they charge an hourly rate. Whatever it is. That's, that's always been my experience. <laughs> but anyway, so I was going to say that uh, <laughs> lovely people, but uh, you can still feel the coldness from them and they still, they, they haven't really moved on. I mean, when you go to Kiev right now, Do it's completely they still different. have um, uh, mullets? They do have, actually, uh, I was looking into their clothing. It feels like I'm in the fucking 80s or somehow yeah. or something. What is Mullets are coming back though. But what? Why? Why did people of all random like time periods get stuck in? It's sort of like 1991 and then, you know, just on repeat. There's like a glitch and it's sort of. I don't know. I mean, I understand that it's going to be behind the times a little bit in terms of like uh, the, the west, the current Western style. Yeah. It's going to be behind, of course. But why is that? I don't. I, know. I don't know. Why does it take longer? Like when I got here in uh, '97, everybody was wearing only denim. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly like the photos of people crossing the Berlin Wall or going mm -hmm. through it for the first time in '89. Yeah. They, they're dressed exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But then that's the 1970s for us. Yeah. But then in well, no, 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 it was the '80s as well. Like Guns yeah, N' Roses, you know, oh, everybody's yeah, yeah. wearing denim and stuff. Yeah. That's but like then, '87, '88. But yeah, then just yeah. a year later in '98, I come back here and you know people are wearing jeans, but they're not wearing denim jackets anymore. Yeah, yeah. Every, all the guys still had shaved heads for about another four years, oh three or four years. <laughs> but now suddenly they're wearing slightly nicer shirts yeah, or even yeah. sweaters. But East Berlin was like that too. I was terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I'm I, like I was, surrounded by like all these like six foot five German guys with sha shaved heads, and uh, I'm not fucking with these. Dudes. The techno Viking. Yeah. But they, they were. It was terrifying. I, I spent a few nights in East Germany in '97. Yeah. Because at the time, I. I mean, I mean, not like not to say anything bad about the German people, but I, I didn't feel like that feeling I described at that restaurant. I didn't feel that, especially you know, at the Bratwurst stand on a Friday night in East Berlin. There was like. Oh, I was I was scared about coming to. I, I was seeing an East German. Yeah. She was she was from the Polish border at that time, and so that's why I was in East Germany in the summer of '97, and how I came to Estonia via train. I just walked over the border to the Polish side and took a train. Uh, but I was scared about going to East Germany, uh, specifically East Berlin, because I had heard all these horror stories. But when mm -hmm. I got there, it's it's a little run down. Yeah, I remember I mean, there was, was an alley that was, was just fine. filled with trash. And I saw like, that too. Yeah. There was like there were like TV sets and shit thrown in there. Yeah, but that happens in France. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. that's true. It's that's not that much different. That's one thing about the way, let's say, Western Europeans and Americans they don't notice how shitty their own infrastructure is. You know, oh, yeah. you get off the plane in JFK and you're driving through New York. It looks like freaking ghetto. It's fucking yeah, madness, it's horrible. Yeah. And the, the and power cords like, uh, everywhere. Like, how is it? You know, to live over there. How are your living standards? I'm like, how? I was in the Riga airport. There how were two are your living standards? Oh, we have socialized medicine. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I was in Riga airport and there were two Americans in front of me and they're like, wow, it looks so clean and nice. And I'm, I'm like, oh, that's right. You just came from like LaGuardia or right, someplace that, like that. That happens yeah. to me all the time when I go to New York because I also, you know, Jersey, whenever I go, um, People don't believe how how great it is here. I mean, when it comes to clean and the you know the health insurance and all the benefits mm -hmm. that we have, they still think I'm fucking lying every time. You know, no, no, no. Like, you're standing in a bread line. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, dude, I'm fucking serious. You know, I'm like, I am telling you, it is like this. It's not a perfect country, far from it. But at the same Why time, why isn't it perfect? I mean, no, to explain that part. The, the, the part that I can tell you is for <laughs> me. Uh, you got to remember that uh, one, um, I was born in Costa Rica, but I was raised in New York, so I have no issues with the cold. Uh -huh. But I do miss the sunlight a lot. So that's the only crappiest thing. I don't mind the cold. I don't, I don't get the New York part there because, because it's, it's the, cold. And it's cold in no New York, sunlight. so I'm okay with this now. Yeah, I'm okay. okay with the cold. Okay. But you get this amount of daylight in New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over here, you don't. Yeah, but you don't get those long, dreamy summer days I agree. where anything goes. I agree. The I summers agree. here are amazing. And people, people go crazy. I mean, they really lose. I mean, personally, the summer has just been. All of my summers are really. Over no, the I don't, everywhere I go in Estonia on like Midsummer's Eve, I find a fucking pig's head somewhere. And for me, it's, it's like <laughs> naked that. pagan women no, dancing me, around. With, uh, they're not the Estonians. No, the Estonians are a bit tame. They're not as robust as the the Danish. For me, like, every they're more like oh, we're all just gonna like drink tea and yeah, yeah, yeah true, knit, true, 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 true. knit by the fire and have some soup. For me, every summer has been great except the first one. I moved here in July <laughs> and I was fucking crazy. I couldn't sleep for a fucking month. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that was yeah. the first the first Sleep expression. deprivation. Yeah, but overall, I mean, I got used to it. I really like it. Uh, what would I say is not perfect because, you know, I think no country is. I always tell people, if mm -hmm. I can have American salaries, Estonian uh, uh, infrastructure, <laughs> and Costa Rican weather, then I'll have the perfect fucking country. Damn, boy. You going to play something for us? No. Why not? I'm just going to add sound effects to you. Wah, uh, okay, wah, okay. Wah, wah. Uh, I've heard you play some uh, chili pepper stuff before. I bet you could do that. Mm -hmm. 
That song. That's not even him, that's Stevie Wonder. Hey. No, I'm not gonna do it, I'm sorry. Why not? I'm shy. Don't be shy, man. What do you want me to play? You chicken Italian. Papa Americano. All Italiano or chicken, like this, like a Justin, Justina Patrona. What was I playing? I was playing a lot of Zeppelin recently. I went through my angry Zeppelin phase. It's not even that angry. Zeppelin didn't have any angry music. No, but it's intense, you know. It's like, ah, you know, like, squeeze my lemon. And then you're like, yeah. That's the who, which they have at the beginning of every CSI episode. How about some blues, man? The Who, yeah, I, I played, um, you know. People try to put us down, you know, <laughs> talking about my generation. And then they have the they have this cut in the middle of the song, and it came out I think in 1966 or 65, and they they put a bass solo in it. I think they're like one of the first rock bands to be brave enough to allow this sort of sludgy, shitty sounding instrument. You know, to, to speak out from you, the You're saying the bass is a sludgy, shitting sounding instrument? It's my favorite instrument in the band. I love the no, bass. No, I love it too, but when you have like a bass solo in the middle of the song, usually people are like, okay, like let's just wait until the song starts. Let's, let's go get a beer real <laughs> quick. Yeah, exactly. I, that's my favorite part of a song usually, unless it's a really good song. What, they get in the beer? <laughs> well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I meant the bass solo. It's just, I, I don't know. I I don't pay attention to higher sounds. I, I feel music I, and I can, I can feel the bass line and stuff. That's why I like that so much. That sounds like a ja Monica Lewinsky story. I feel the bass. So I was uh, I was making some um, Italian insults to you because I know that you identify largely as Italian. Well, Do you want to talk about that? It's complex. I was just I was just thinking about this today because I got my passport mm-hmm. back and I was lo- I was looking at the picture of my passport and I was like I look like a criminal. Wait, so which passport? Italian passport? No, 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 my uh, U.S. passport. Uh-huh. And I was, I was like, why do I think I look like a criminal? And then sometimes I, I show pictures of like relatives for a long time ago, and someone's like, it looks like a gangster. Hey, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And there's this stereotype that I'm not even aware of that I might even like be imposing on myself. No, it's, I mean, it's light though. It's light because it, we live in this world of like extreme, like you know, you are transphobic, or like you are anti-Semitic, or you know, you are racist. But and then it's like, and then it's like, hey, you know, forget you know, about I'm it. Not, I'm not going to like start. But that's an gonna, American thing, Justin. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I realized that when I, when I moved abroad, you know, people people always thought I was because I have this, this slightly uh, yeah. New York accent. They will say, hey, how you doing? You know, they're like, oh, fucking gangster. That's the first yeah. thing they will say. You know. Yeah. I'm not even Italian, you know, yeah. like, what the fuck? But yeah. I mean, but there's also American mentality, I and mean, it comes from us. Yeah. It's not from them. The stereotype, I think, comes no. a lot from us, from, in, from the US. It comes from the US. Yeah, and I noticed that when I went to Southern Italy, too, I was I was waiting for, like, all these John, Cod- John Gotti guys to come out with, like, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> Buffon hairdos and, like, gold chains and tracksuits, and there weren't any. I mean, maybe one or two, but it wasn't yeah. like that. I'm you like, just describe every guy in New Jersey, actually. Right. <laughs> yeah, just, we're talking about Jersey that Shore. That is Jersey, yeah. Yeah. but it's not Italy. Right, it's not. In Italy, they're not like that. Absolutely not. In Italy, they won't be caught dead dressed like that. And yeah. they don't even have proper pizza in Italy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was an eye opener because I was I really was expecting it to be like you know Howard Beach, or or someplace in Queens nah, where nah, you're like nah. you know you don't want to like cross the wrong guy you wind up you know dissolved in Nevada acid or something like that. I found the Italians to be very very nice as opposed to like, well you didn't not, do anything wrong you know so that's right I did I got I got a I got I, I, I got like, a ticket for driving in a bus lane. And oh, you're talking about in Italy. In Italy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, was in, I was in uh, Genoa. Genoa see, there it's all like, si, si, certo, certo. certo. And those, their eyes, you know, oh, the girls' Americano, eyes are like, Americano. 
they're, they're like twinkling. I'm like, uh, uh. Yeah. You're especially dealing with, forgive me, Estonian women. All the oh time. yes. I mean, I would say Estonians, but mainly I'm. T I mean, just the it's just like being immersed in like warm, you know, salty waters. Just oh my god, they're so friendly. You know, yeah, yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> like, you mean the Italians, right? Yeah. You you want to know something about me? You think Estonians are cold? I wouldn't say cold. They're like um too. Their their idea of afraid of their feelings. The point their their concept of the point of communication is different. I see it like speaking is like we're playing our little instruments. We're playing like free jazz, you know, I'm blah, 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 blah. And she's blah, 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 blah. And we're just playing a song together, a beautiful song. But but with Estonians, like, why do I need to know that? <laughs> yeah, everything has to have a function, right? Yeah, yeah. Why did you tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you one that's story. True, that's and true, I, that's and true. And I'm like, because I felt like it. Who cares about your feelings? I got to tell you a story. The first time I went to the, to the uh, clinic here with my wife when we were pregnant, um, we pay for the parking lot. You of were course. pregnant? Yeah, he we, said we, when we were pregnant. <laughs> yes, we were pregnant together. Is this like some sort of symbiotic relationship? Yeah, like, you know, we wait, have to wait, be political. Arnold Schwarzenegger had a movie like that, didn't Mutual he? insemination. Yeah. Uh, yeah, twins, yeah. You have to be politically correct nowadays, guys. No, Danny DeVito did not... I'm not even no, they're, they're a product of the same thing, yeah. they. No, 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 he, he had... He oh, no, had, that's Junior, Junior. Yeah, 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 my yeah. nipples are sore. Yeah, my nipples are sore. Okay. Give me a booster. I'm nervous I was, about the I hole that the baby is going to be born wife. from. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> I was not pregnant, my wife was. But I was not pregnant, my wife was. Oh, yes, I swear I wasn't pregnant. I, I know I look pregnant, but I'm not. Okay, okay. Uh, I took her to the chopper. I took her to the chopper. I'll be back in an hour. Yes, 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 yes. I yes, have yes. to go run for governor of California. California. Abort, abort, abort. Oh, no. no. <laughs> what okay, the okay, okay. fuck, man? Uh, what I was going to say is, guys. So when you were pregnant. When we were pregnant. Uh, see? There you go. Uh, we went to the clinic, and we paid for the parking. And we we were there actually we paid for an hour because I was a minimum we were there for maybe 10 minutes and on the way out I saw some lady coming into the parking lot so I just say hey here's the ticket you don't have to pay and she looks at me she's like why and I say hey, I was here for 10 minutes you know I paid for an hour you can have the rest I'd much rather pay my own ticket and I was like what the fuck is wrong with these people mm -hmm. really because mm -hmm. in America we're like fuck it I don't, I'm gonna double park you know? yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not even gonna worry about paying for parking yeah, yeah so. I understand yeah, or, or, or there's that thing where you like have to put in a quarter to use um, you know a cart at the, at the supermarket yeah. or some place like that and then someone will give it to you rather than you right to, yeah. no that wouldn't happen yeah. Yeah, I was telling uh, Justin earlier today that uh, when I lived in Tartu, there was this car coming down Vanamuina Street and it got started sliding slowly on ice. Mm -hmm. And an old man was crossing on the pedestrian crossway and he slipped on ice as well and didn't get up. And this car, you know, it wasn't speeding down the road, but obviously it wasn't going to stop and it was going to hit him because the guy wasn't getting up. He was trying. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had good traction on my boots. I dragged him across the road and then helped him get up. I and, like this story. And the car slid through the intersection. It would have it would have yeah. gone right over him. And the old man started yelling at me. He's <laughs> like, get your hands off me. And <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? I just saved your legs. Like, you don't know that. I'm like, the car is in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> Again oh with the God. bushes. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's a totally different experience. But after that, you got the Mario Marist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mario yeah, Marist. Yeah. Presidential award. Mm -hmm. you ever, do you ever, you ever look to see if you're going to get one or not? You're like, How can I do that? How I do I know, they, it, gets, it gets posted on the presidential website. There's always like this huge list and you're like, okay. Why would okay. I be listed on that? I don't know. Because they run out of people eventually and eventually you're going to get one. Oh, <laughs> so because we've got, we're doing a podcast, we're yes. going to get one. Just because we're just bringing Everyone gets one in Estonia eventually. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Maybe Sophie Oxen gets two, but 
you know. I, I wonder if there's any like a person of you know they've accomplished something. They're known for something who didn't get it. Oh, of course. Who? Justin Petronev. Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to be that guy. <laughs> Leonid Brezhnev. Uh, no, he's not Estonian. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, and there's there's one other Italian who got Estonian citizenship and then went to jail. Are you talking about um, the the pro was it pro capital or no? The Preatone? Preatone, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone thinks jail, right? that I'm him. I know, I know. That's why I was saying that. <laughs> they think like I come from like Preatone land, and they're like, okay, how do you spell your name? P R A. I'm like, no, Petrone. All right, Preatone. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, tomato, yeah, it, tomato. It, it, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, you just add a D in it, it's predatory, and then the it can look why, like an R predatory. Hey, it's it's a family. Don't worry about it. It's I family. got nothing against him. I'm sure he's a gentleman. I'm sure he's doing well in jail. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're listening to this, Ernesto. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so how, yeah, many, how many books have you written altogether? I'm curious. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. You don't know how many books you've written. No. How do you not know that? It's like around nine. Around nine, and they've all been published. I think so. <laughs> All Is right, there so there's my Estonia. Okay, there's three there's Estonia, Estonia, there's three Estonia three. books. There's Kirio Eestis Reisi Kirio, there's five. Then there was uh, Pegelme's uh, Missionary Pose, Yolo Mage just came out, and then I did the Viljandi book. But then there was also Montreal Edemanit, which is 10. So it's oh, so 10. 10. 10, okay. I think it's 10. Yeah, so, so There I, might I just... be one like I forgot. <laughs> are, are there any of them like uh, comp- oh. compilations or something? No, no, you know what it is is that um, Kirio Eestist was published in English as Sketches of Estonia. So that's ah. why, because it's, it's a, like it's physically looks like a different book, but it's actually the same book. And what was the English title of what was it, the missionary one? Oh, uh, we changed it to Mission Estonia because there were too many books called The Missionary Pose. Mm-hmm. You know, these sort of like sex uh, guidebooks. That's he a doesn't know. Pose? He doesn't know. Yeah, that's what the missionaries tell you. Like, the woman lies on her back and acts, you know, passive, and the man thrusts and inseminates. Explain that for a little Jesus. bit. For Jesus. Or for Jesus. For Jesus. Here we go, talking about, talking about mythology again. Jesus. Come here. Jesus. I want you to show her something. Uh, Jesus. The Estonian experience was stored con Jesus. <laughs> it actually came from, from uppity foreigners, the idea for the title of that book, because... I noticed, especially like recent arrivals, would like to point out everything that was wrong with Estonia and how, it, you know, they should be more like us in France or something like that. This sort of arrogance, and I called them like, you know, they have this missionary um, position or this but, missionary viewpoint that, like, you know. Um, I, but I think you, you had a point. You just said all the people from France. I think I believe also to that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you know, if we were running things. Uh, I, but I, I, actually, I, there was I, I met some um, a couple of Finnish guys ran uh, in the local elections in Viljandi, and and I there were some Finnish construction workers who happened to be at a restaurant in Viljandi, and I said, hey, look, you guys, I showed them the um, you know flyer or whatever, yeah. the flyer uh, with these you know Juhani and and all these other Finnish guys who were running. I said, look, you guys are taking over Viljandi, and he said, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> so they have that attitude that you know like oh, the Estonians can't handle shit like we can in Finland and of course you go to Finland they're eating this like disgusting you know kebabi pizza and sitting around drinking I mean it's like a, a, the apocalypse there um, forgive me <laughs> no I agree I, it's beauty. I, I love Finland so much so but, much that I will never live there again but like when you're walking down like a dark avenue in Helsinki and like some like drunken Finnish guy comes out of a, a bar you know, you want to get the hell out of there. It does not give you warm, fuzzy, friendly feelings. And then you go to Viljandi and you have the same exact experience. And you're like, how do you like, have any feeling of superiority over these Just people? Just want to make sure you guys know that you're listening to the Estonian experience, not the Finnish experience. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and, and speaking of Finland, uh, Christmas is later this week. 
you celebrate Christmas here in Estonia? Yes, a couple of more days. Naughty five. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming, my friend. Uh, wait. Have wait. you ever have you ever had uh, a hoe? Blood sausage. A hoe? Uh, yeah. Have you ever had a hoe? Okay. So he's talking about blood sausage, and you're talking about hoes. Of course. Yeah. I'm Latino. Always talking about hoes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, what was the question? In four days, we're having Christmas Eve from when this podcast airs. Yes. How do you celebrate Christmas in Estonia? Do you celebrate? Do you, yeah, of do you, course do you go I celebrate. Full Estonian, or do you do it like the American way, or do you combine? I think. It I think. I think. Um, I got to be careful who's listening to this, but I think it's it's a, <laughs> it's like a mix because um, the the Estonian version is like um, okay, kids don't listen to this from this point on. Estonian version is like you pay some guy to show up with the bag of gifts which you hide somewhere or give prior and then he's like ho 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 and then you have to like you have to sing a song sing or, or a poem, poem or something for yeah. every gift I yeah, think yeah. it's bullshit but yes yeah, 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 yeah. I mean you run out pretty you know after Tilly said Isaac I do one and Lumi that's hell, it Lumi hell uh, yeah it gets it gets tedious yep and um, so we kind of moved that to the morning the next day yeah okay. but we still preserved the the poetry song aspect of so it. Santa just stops by on the way back to Finland or the gifts are already there and you know while we're passing them out you have to you know do a cartwheel or something like that yeah yeah yeah, I, I, I just it's so it's the thing is it's so orchestrated and you know Egov boring as we would say <laughs> in Estonian <laughs> that it, it like ruins the fun of it it's like oh thank god you know it's all over now where but, in the American one is like, oh, oh my God, he's coming tonight. Tonight, yeah, yeah, no, but, three I mean, o'clock. You're like checking downstairs. Okay, he's not there yet. But do you think that is this because of the what Estonians went through that you have to earn everything? Because in America, you know, same thing in Costa Rica. Yeah, you have to show your like, Costa Rica. We don't have Santa Claus. We have the, the baby Jesus who bring. By the way, it's baby Jesus who brings our presents. By the way, yeah, I don't ask. Baby me. Jesus ah. drives a sled. In yeah, Costa no, Rica. no sled. I don't know how he, the fuck he does it because every time I see him, he's wearing a diaper. So I don't yeah, know what the fuck yeah. he put the presents on. That's uh, where he keeps his presents. In the diaper. No yeah, wonder sometimes I got like a gift shit. for you. He just reaches down. But anyways, I mean, there's, 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 it's a holy gift. <laughs> in America, my wife always said that they, they are kids. We you know we feel more entitled of the presents. I do get what you're saying though. Yeah, but over yeah, here, they have, yeah, they have yeah. to and, work and, for and, it. And the thing in the U.S. is you you get this sort of lethargy. Like, ah, who cares what he brought me? Right. You know, like I don't care. I've already got everything I needed. This happened with me when I was growing up. That like I just got kind of used to it after a while. Like, oh, I got some new skis. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I got. I became jaded about. You know, I became less materialistic by being, like, overly indulged. Where at some point I just didn't give a shit if I'm driving around in you know, a 2003 Volkswagen Polo that's falling apart. Which you know, well, up until I last week I was. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't care like what my car looks like or what my clothes look like because you know, what difference does it make? When, when, I, I, was, when I was still married, you know, we always had like these price limits. Because which you know, time? Yeah, the the, the, the fifth seventh, time, the seventh time. Oh, the seventh time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot you're like uh, the Liz Taylor of Estonia. <laughs> the first time. Uh, so Liz Taylor. You know, it's not like a large family. But or you know, it's... she remarried one of those guys. So. So they still have chance, oh, bro. So it's like five <laughs> x minus one or something. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It's like a yeah. mathematical equation. <laughs> Algebraic. Like, yeah. What the fuck? But okay, the first time I was married, uh, you know, th it wasn't a huge group, but it wasn't like tiny either. Uh, so they would have uh, price. Wait, how many people did you marry this time? Uh, this yeah. <laughs> That's not the issue. That's not the issue. And so we would set like a price limit on the gift, like nothing more than uh, ah, 10 or 20 euros sorry. or something like that. But we did it kind of, you know, secret Santa style. One person's going to give me a gift or something like that. Uh, and I always knew that it's going to be something that I, yeah, it's nice, but, you know, these, these are like 
I don't know, ordained socks or something like that, like holy socks, who knows what, whatever, a Christmas gift. And so I would just holy kind of, socks. I would buy something that I knew I wanted. Up presents you get in there. I would buy something that I knew I wanted, some like, I don't know, a video game or a digital camera or something like that. Yeah. I'd wrap it and then write it with my uh, other hand that I don't write with, so nobody could recognize my... Which hand is that? I, I, I can write with both, but you know, this normally one. my right. So I would write this with my left. <laughs> I'll put my name on it, kind of Estonian style, because, you know, the handwriting is different in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of put it in that Christmas bag and nobody's looking at it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I, I'm like surprised and everybody's like, why did everybody, you know, he got socks, he got like uh, some tiny Lego car, uh, everybody got some, some 20 euro thing and he got a 200 euro digital camera. Like, what the fuck, who gave it to him? And I'm like, wow, guys, I don't, you don't know. every year I got lucky. And I guess it was Santa. You know? <laughs> Nobody's figuring it, it out. It was Yoluana. It was Jesus. Santa really likes me. Baby of, Jesus. You know, <laughs> you just revealed another side of your, your personality right there. I, That's so sad. I didn't sad. know about that. That is so sad. That it. is some part I just didn't know. I think we're gonna have to have some offline discussions. <laughs> <laughs> why, why wait, go for it. <laughs> I got myself the gift I wanted. <laughs> because I deserved it. Well, uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start wrapping up in a couple minutes. So what? before we start saying goodbye, I just want to say a shout out to one person. He's a big fan. Uh, say hi to Chris Thomas Ricken. Chris Ricken. Uh, oh, Justin Chris. says he loves you. Justin loves Chris Ricken very much. How much? And I just wanted to say that. How much do you love him? Worth a digital camera. Damn. That much. I know. With photographs already taken on there. I don't know uh, what those could be. Uh, wait. That's for you, Chris. That's a, that's a, no, it's an intro to China Cat Sunflower off of uh, Grateful Dead's third record, Oxamoxa. Oxamoxa. I'll, I'll, I'll sing to Chris a, a Who song. Who are you? Who? Who? Okay. Who? Who? You, I mean, you want me to do it? Like, well, we got the headphones, right? You're yeah, like, do it. Do so it. So, like, well, yeah, but I don't, I don't have that voice that like, Roger Dolce, like, Argh! you know, what I'm do your about? best, do your best. Like that, this super like. He's a little like, guy like, too. Uh, I oh. hope he's not listening because all these like aging British rock stars are like still really pissed, like pissy and, and you know. I think I might try to retire in Estonia. <laughs> no, no, no. They're really like, you know, defensive about their work. You know, like, we had the best guitars in 1967 yep, on that yeah, record. Yeah. You know, Jimmy Page was still, you know, fucking his mother. <laughs> really, they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're really like, still like, you know, we had the best drum solo. And, you know, I don't want to offend Roger, but he's, he's like a small guy, but he's got this voice that's just like, I can't even do it. Maybe you can do it. Yeah. Uh, it's like the singer from ACDC. No, 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 no. No, no, it's different. No, 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 no. I don't know. I, I can't, I can't recall this his voice like right this, now. I can't this, do it. Yes, you can. You were just doing it. Just now? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Oh, that, that part was Pete Townsend. He's got the little... Who, who, that one? Who are you? Yeah, he's not afraid. Who are you? Yeah. No, that? No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, but no, no. then I, I can, we I can only do that. get fooled again! I can do that for five or ten seconds, and then I'll be coughing for five minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't sing like that at all. Yeah, so. he's, he's, <laughs> not not, he's got like the fringe jacket on. You know, his hair's all over. I never really liked the Who. <laughs> We've mean, been talking about it for fucking 20 minutes, but uh, you never what? liked him. No, the Who? I mean, I like him, but... It's the same thing we're talking about, like those, the, like how Chris is a tier one deadhead. <laughs> There's like tier one Who people, and they just will, like if you say like the Who are not the best band They're ever, the imports. They, yeah, they, they get just, it, the tier one imports. <laughs> they, they will lose, the, they're like, what are you talking about? You know, um, how dare lose, you? They will you know, lose their shit right away. Dare, how dare you? Okay, my Viliandi, your latest book, Minu Viliandi. What does that's, it have to do with that's the latest, that's the, we're wrapping up now. That's the latest <laughs> book that you published, right? No. No, what was the latest book? A Yolu Maze. Christmas Man. Did you, did you decide on an English title yet, by the way? Uh, Santa Claus 
and other true stories. Santa Claus and other true stories. Yeah. Okay. So I, that's a, it's more like. Is um, it on sale now? Yeah, uh, it should be. Yeah. Okay. Should be. <laughs> okay. I got like the ten copies fresh off the press. They're snaking their way, you know, through the distribution system into into you know everywhere, bookstores across Estonia. Okay. Check out a. Uh, Santa Claus and other true stories. It's called Yolu Maze. It is a dirty Yeah, it's but it's an Estonian. But my last yeah. English book was the My Viljandi book. Yeah. Okay, so My Viljandi is the most the latest English, English language book. book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, and but it's also an, there's an English one of the Christmas one coming out too, right? I haven't At decided, but it should. I think it should come out. Yeah. Okay. Because there's some good stories about elves in that book. Go buy it today. You have been listening to Estonia's premier American writer, journalist, how would you poet. call it? I'm poet. poet, I'm a poet. Poet, poet, yeah. poet. Yeah. poet. Justin Petrona, thank Justino you very much. Justino Petrone, hey. grazie mille. Eh, grazie. We have been listening, you have been listening to the Estonian experience. With <laughs> yeah, Stu. we haven't heard anything. No one. We, <laughs> we are all pregnant. Yes, thank you guys for being in our pregnant <laughs> session. Boost thank you. Up. See you guys okay. later. Bye-bye. Adios.